Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia and you will be. So let's get planning. Bride chillers, welcome, groom chillers. This is my song for you today because I'm excited to have a couple of ladies back who've been on the show before. I can't even remember way back when. It feels like the beginning of Bride Chiller time, but it's so nice to welcome back Rebecca and Megan from DestinationWeddings.com. And today we're talking all about the 2016 Destination Wedding Trends. You know I like to travel. If you follow me on Instagram, if you follow me anywhere, you know we like to get on a plane and get out and about. And I love hearing about all the sexy places that uh, you are organizing. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. We're glad to be here. That was like a little... (laughs) Been a while. It's been so long, but it's also great because you have so much new information to share. And uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but people ditching out on their local weddings and going elsewhere, it's becoming hella popular. (laughs) Yes, we we like to say destination weddings are no longer just a trend. They're they're really here to stay. And now within our marketplace, we see so many new trends um, just kind of popping up all the time. Do you think people, well, why? Why do you think people are saying, look, you know, home's nice, but it's just nice to get on a plane? Is it the idea of going to a beach? Or it's not all beach, obviously, we've got lots to talk about today. But why? Why are people ditching out on home? Oh, there are just so many reasons. Um, I do think it is misleading to think that all destination weddings would be a cookie cutter beach wedding because there are so many different options. And even if you do get married in a wonderful tropical locale, you can have your ceremony on a roof deck, in a garden, in a gazebo, on a beach, wherever you prefer within that area. But um, we just think it's just such a great, um, unique option. Um, Couples find that they can actually save a lot of stress and money by um, planning a destination wedding. They tend to be able to find everything they need all in one location. If they choose a resort that's used to doing a lot of destination weddings, they don't have to kind of do all the work of pulling together all different vendors, a caterer, a tent, all those other things. It's all kind of in one place for them. Um, And through us, um, we actually see the couple spend a lot less um, on destination weddings than the average wedding at home, um, as reported by others in the industry. So that really surprises me. And I think we talked about this last time, that the idea that you could go somewhere, and you were totally right. I, I think immediately about a white beach and all that sort of stuff, but you have so many other options and it's amazing to think of uh some of the crazy places and I love hearing you sort of talk about where some of the places that you have helped people get married but it is really surprising that it's cheaper in a lot of situations to do it somewhere quite exotic uh than just down the road it is it is surprising to a lot of people we think um You know, of course, you pay for your flight and your stay at the hotel, but often if you bring a whole group to a resort that plans lots of wonderful destination weddings, you get the benefit of having wedding packages um, at lower prices, being able to save on food, especially if you go to a big all-inclusive resort, which are, those are really becoming um, a big trend for us. We see a lot of our couples choosing all-inclusive because they kind of they get there. They don't really ever have to take out their wallet again. Their guests can eat and drink um, the whole time without having them taking out their wallet either, which is really fun for everybody. And 
in a way you can just kind of decide what your budget is for the time of the stay. And then you get to stick to that with all, all of the extras. So for example, if couples of ours bring 10, at least 10 to 15 rooms, um, filled for the stay at their wedding, they can get, um, free wedding packages or they can get free upgrades. Um, they can get, you know, the dinner for their upgrade, actual right, ceremony events, yep, um, as part of their stay. Yes. They can get a free catamaran cruise as a welcome to all their guests the night before. There's just a lot of options that you can kind of choose from, which is just so much fun, even just in the planning process to think about that. Um, they, they sometimes plan excursions for their guests just to make the whole weekend or, or the weekday experience more fun. And, you know, if you plan in advance, you can usually save a little there. So they've just, they're finding ways to do a lot of customization and make the trip really worth it um, for their guests and just really me- memorable and just take advantage of the beautiful scenery, the beautiful surroundings um, and, and exploring a different area. I think it's interesting you just mentioned the word customization and personalization or that those sort of buzzwords because I, my my thoughts about when we were planning our wedding and the idea of and this is look back in the oldie days it was like four years ago uh, that you know it, there probably weren't as many companies like you I know you've been around for a while now but the idea that it was just you buy the package and you do the package you don't really question the package and you go off and it's probably like other weddings but I like the idea that now you're encouraging people to step outside that sort of I know we say cookie cutter but there's nothing wrong with cookie cutter if you want to just <laughs> if that's just what you want that's fine. Yeah, right exactly go for it. No, I'm not I'm not dissing the cookie cutter yeah. uh relax enjoy it but yeah. I like the idea <laughs> that you can just go look we want this, we want this, we want this. And, you know, it's possible. It's not you're not being difficult. It's just possible. Yeah, agreed. I mean, if a friend of mine planned a quote-unquote cookie-cutter beach wedding, I'd be there tomorrow, obviously. <laughs> it would be like, we're all available. Exactly. We're all, they're wonderful as well. But we do see, um, you know, our especially a lot of our preferred resort partners do a fantastic job of really customizing packages. So they, of course, have to create packages to meet their customers' needs and, and wants. And so we see all different types of weddings. And, of course, we, we're starting to see um, more and more packages that cater to different traditions and faiths where um, there's Hindu packages, there's kosher. Um, the hotels are really making it easier, especially in the Mexico area, making it easier for large Indian wedding groups to come and have various days of events Um have all the beautiful colors and decor that they would have if they didn't have a destination wedding, you know, a Mendy artist on site. Um, we see um, hoppas for Jewish weddings created by the resort. We There's um, resorts that have Catholic chapels. I mean, who wouldn't love a seaside chapel beautiful for your chapels, wedding? Yes. So there's, there's lots of that. We also, you know, a lot of couples really being eco-friendly and, um, taking care of the environment or giving back as part of their wedding. Um, for some couples, that's an important principle. And we have eco-friendly packages with some of our partners. Which can include um, planting a tree yep. for, to commemorate your wedding. Right. Um, and just using um, recycled materials. And the decor is really cute and it looks kind of DIY. Can I just say the, the eco-friendly stuff? Because that's actually, with my lovely Bride Chiller listeners, one of my most popular uh, episodes was all about being able to really reduce your carbon footprint, I suppose, uh, finding ways around, as you said, you know, the fact that you're giving back, you're planting the tree, you're using recycled goods, because we do, in a lot of weddings, there's a lot of waste. And, you know, I'm big, I'm big up on finding, and I'm sure this is, 
I can encourage people to do this, whether they're getting married in the USA or bloody Timbuktu, is that (laughs) Timbuktu, is that on your list? Um, (laughs) It can be. Uh, But the idea that, you know, if you've got flowers, that you can find someone, a hospice or a hospital to donate your flowers to. There are always ways that you can make uh, your wedding eco-friendly or give back to the community no matter where you are. And I'm sure if, you know, you're dealing with a hotel or a resort, that they will be able to help you find people to help uh, you make these things happen too. Just wanted to put my two cents in there, ladies, with that. Yeah, you probably could. And also there are resorts that are, you know, eco-friendly themselves. So that's a big principle or maybe a mission statement, if you will, of theirs. So they tend to have more wedding packages related to giving back to the environment. Um, So you can also just choose your resort based on if they – include that as part of their infrastructure and process. Yeah, that's good. I hadn't even thought of that. That's great. So tell me a little bit about the idea of, you know, the idea of embracing where you're going and how you can embrace local culture. Because I know one of the things, Australians have this sort of bad habit of going to like Bali and places. I went to Bali on my honeymoon. It was lovely, by the way. Uh, (laughs) But going there and being really Australian and not getting outside and doing anything or being, uh, I don't want to say it's not respectful, but I when we travel, I really try and learn about where we're going and the people we're going because I think that's what makes travel wonderful. But I think a lot of people also just go, I'm going to the resort, I'm going to stay there and not do anything. Tell me a little bit. That was a bad way. But tell me a little bit about how we can incorporate the local sort of uh, traditions and and, uh, culture into planning a destination wedding because that can be quite challenging if you're in another country and you don't know much about that how do we go about doing it without you know getting it wrong well you're talking to two people who love travel and speaking for myself Megan has probably been to 30 more countries than I have no way (laughs) we we all you know we're not the types that want to just go stay on a resort and not kind of explore and look around and one thing we even say in some of our marketing we um, we give our brides and grooms um, planning tips. And one of the ones we like to say, even if, you know, they don't always do this, of course, but, you know, it's always great to learn a little bit more about the culture of the area you're traveling to and decide if there are ways that you want to incorporate things you love about that culture with perhaps some of your own traditions. So, you know, when we tell people, make sure you have your travel documents, make sure you pack your dress, obviously, but also maybe explore and learn a little bit more about the culture. Um, So we do see our couples incorporating local cuisine um, and local ingredients farmed and harvested there, um, using them as part of whether it's a fusion menu or in some way highlighted um, we even see local desserts, naked cakes, things like that, that, that actually, you know, stand up well to warmer cli- climates, um, works well. They definitely like to use local, um, flowers. It actually saves money as well. Um, but we do see that a lot, really beautiful tropical and, and local flowers really add a lot of color and personality to your, your wedding and to your decor. So, um, there's that. And of course we, we help our couples in their groups plan excursions so those can take you off the resort and whether it's a hike in nature or a bike ride or kayaking in the area scuba diving things like that um you know local museums historical tours so there's a lot of ways that um groups whether they're traveling just for any reason or for a wedding can take advantage of the locale that they're in 
I want to go back to this idea of how many places you guys as individuals have been, you ladies, not you guys. Well, <laughs> tell me about your, because I love talking to people that work in travel and just about some of the adventures that you've had. Where, tell me about this, this is all about trends of 2016. Where is one place you are gagging to go and where is one place that you could say to people, oh, don't you ever miss out, it's amazing. I would say, this is Megan again, um, I would say that probably the place I want to go the most, and I'm surprised I haven't been here, is Iceland. Oh, um, my God, it's so good. Megan, you got yes. to go. <laughs> that's, my, that's on my list and probably will happen this year or very early next year. Um, one place that I actually recently came back from last winter was Copenhagen. I had not been to that area before, and it was beautiful. Denmark was amazing. The people were amazing. It's just one of the most beautiful places I'd ever been. Um, so that, that's one on the list for people who would like to travel and just have an experience that's different from anywhere else. The Nordic countries are just, like, Amazing. stunning. We are really trying to see uh, a lot more of them uh, ourselves as well. Cause, you know, living we live in London, so we're really taking advantage. But at Iceland as well, we, we travelled to Iceland a couple of months ago, and I just think it was one of the most amazing places we've ever been i can't wait to go back and it's so convenient for america and it's so like it's like five hours if you were living on the east coast from in america very easy it's closer to us or about the same as going to london i mean it's very close five hours yeah. right? maybe less a little bit less yeah we went my cousin she lives in chicago and we met her and her, her fiance in which she flew from they flew from chicago we flew from london and uh, it was a really great meeting point in the middle of nowhere. Uh, not sorry, Iceland, you're not in the middle of nowhere. But for us, it was in the middle uh, of the whole both of our homes. And oh my gosh, we just had the best time. And also, it's cheap to get Very there. Yes, we want to stop on the way for our next trip to America. We're like, we'll stop in Iceland because they do all these great <laughs> deals. <laughs> how about you Rebecca Megan has been so many more places than me I probably have a much longer list of places that I would still want to go I used to always say Costa Rica and I know that that's not so crazy and far away but I just haven't been and I'm dying to go you know zipline through the jungle and it's amazing, explore. It's um, amazing. but and I, we, we were planning we would have gone um, I recently had a baby so we're a little bit delayed on some of our traveling for the next probably year or so um, but one of the, the strange ones, because I have been to Asia and a few places in Europe and a few other places, of course, around the world, but I just haven't been to Italy and that's such a big one. And there's so many places within Italy that I would really need to explore and just have an adventure. I think if my perfect trip would be just flying to Europe and then going around to lots of different countries. No, um, boy, no. <laughs> yeah. I've just never done that type of trip. And that's always been the biggest thing on the list. You're never going to regret a holiday. That's what I keep telling Rich, and he's always like, "Ah, oh, you know, you're bad news, wifey. You're bad news." <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the Bride Chiller Podcast. I'm talking to the lovely Rebecca and Megan from DestinationWeddings.com. We're talking all about the hot places to organize your destination wedding. And I'm going to chuck in a bit of honeymoon action as well because these ladies know what they're talking about when it comes to planning lovely things elsewhere. There will be more after this very short but very interesting break. We are talking all about going overseas and getting hitched. It's very exciting. We've got lots to cover, and uh, I have been talking a lot about my holidays, which is very rude. Uh, ladies, 
We love it. It's okay. It's, it's yes, we like to talk about it that way as well. Wonderlust is, yeah, my favorite thing. I've got a list as long as my leg and uh, just need to find some more coin to pay for those trips. Uh, <laughs> tropical, tropical destinations are something that I love, uh, but I also have this thing that, you know, there are so many places that when I look for tropical destination holidays, especially in the depths of the English winter, where I feel like I'll never see the sun again. I get a little confused because they all look amazing, but I don't really know how the hell you would choose one to get hitched at if you've never been there before. When people come to you and say, hi, we want to get married somewhere really warm and delectable, uh, but we don't know where, how would you help them choose? Because it's quite overwhelming. I think the first thing we would ask is if they have a preference, if they've been to a, a destination or a hotel before, um, oftentimes they say, no, we really need your help to find out or to hone in on what we want. So we would start asking them the important questions. You know, will there be children at the wedding? You know, are you looking for an adult only property? What's the price that you're looking for? Kind of and, and start asking them specific questions. Are there excursions or things that you want to do in the destination and so then you could decide whether they would rather go to Costa Rica or they want to just lie on the beach so we you know you might push them to a destination where they can just relax or I mean obviously in any destination you could probably do a lot or do a little but it's the most important thing is to ask the question what they're looking for and then it help give them their options. It's interesting you mentioned kids then because my first thought was like ah, you're not really taking kids on destination weddings but that's not really the truth is it <laughs> no and actually many of our wedding couples and guests do bring children and it's become increasingly important as our you know as the wedding destination destination weddings business has grown is you know and, and become such a big industry that it's more and more popular for people to bring larger groups in some instances and also people of different ages and they need to know that they're either their children or teenagers can have something to do while they're there. Yeah, that's a good point because you don't want to have to then be, 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 as my dad would say, I'm not a bloody entertainment committee. It's whenever I'd say I was bored. Uh, you want to have things planned and making sure they've got stuff to do. And, of course, I suppose a beach and a resort, there's lots of, lots of stuff to get up to. Yeah, and especially some of our family-friendly type of resorts that we send our couples to where they have wonderful weddings, have a lot of great offerings for kids. Um, whether it's kids' playrooms or, you know, cartoon characters from their favorite shows, water parks, um, teen zones, things like that. Um, the resorts are all really increasing their offerings in that area um, just to make sure the kids have a great time and, and maybe the parents get a little time without the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Both ways. So. It's interesting because the kid having something for your children to do is very important, but all, it's almost more important or certainly as important to have something for your teenagers to do. And as Rebecca just said, there's a lot, a lot of our partners, hotel partners do offer a lot to do with teens, um, bowling alleys, game rooms, things that teenagers can do and enjoy themselves. Knock it off and do mischievous things that we all know teenagers do. (laughs) Uh, God forbid I ever have a teenager. Um, (laughs) We were bad. We look. I don't want to be unprofessional here, but I think about the things that I got up to, and they weren't even bad, but they were sort of bad when I was a teenager. And think, gosh, good luck to you. Sorry about that, Rebecca. You've got a kid now, so good luck. Um, 
It's okay. Something to look forward to. I mean, to. I don't think any of us said social media when we were teenagers. Maybe we didn't get caught. <laughs> Isn't that true? I often think about how lucky we were. And it's really funny. Last night, Rich and I, he surprised me. He took me off to see Mean Girls. There was like an outdoor cinema and we watched Mean Girls. And he'd never, <laughs> he'd never seen it before. And I was like, oh, my God, this is such a great movie. And, you know, it's it was it was out in 2004. Like, it feels like 100 years ago. But... The weird thing was watching that movie and none of the girls, you know, they didn't have iPhones, but they were still, they would run home and do the three-way call, you know, and sort of say, right. mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm like, I really remember as a teenager at school that you'd race home and then you'd get on the phone, even though you saw the, your girlfriends two seconds before, but if you knew, if you called someone and they're engaged, you're like, damn it, someone else has got to them before me. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it's just a weird world that they, kids don't, kids those days, they don't have to deal with the that sort of stuff because they've they've on WhatsApp or whatever. They are constantly right. in contact with each other. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think Mean Girls in this day and age, they'd be on their Snapchat or Instagramming right. yeah. or whatever the second they're out of school, so they'd all be checking on where each other are and what pictures they're taking. And it, you think that movie's timeless, but it would be all about. I feel like the social media at this point. Right, exactly. Yeah, who's Instagramming what and WhatsApping on some other app I've never heard of because I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is actually, look, look at my very delicate segue by accident. I want to talk about tech because the one thing that the bride chiller community do well is wedding tech and finding things and introducing me to stuff that uh, old lady McCormack here doesn't know about. And, you know, look, I, I act like that. I do love a bit of technology. And there are so many things, especially when you are going away from your hometown and going to perhaps somewhere that's not known to you, there's lots of things that you can integrate into your wedding that make it easy for you and your guests. And, well, look, I suppose you guys would have a lot more knowledge about this than me. What are some of the things that you could suggest if my lovely listeners are planning a destination wedding, if they're eloping with a crew how do we keep track of everyone and things and items and vendors? <laughs> well, to start, we love that you love tech. <laughs> We're obviously at our storefront is a website. So once you come in through our storefront, then you start to work with a specialist and you have that one-on-one relationship with a real person, of course. But um, there's so many different ways the technology plays a role in destination weddings. As you can imagine, just like any at-home traditional wedding, a lot of the people in the wedding party, family, friends, etc., might not all live right near each other. So, you know, the planning process can happen online, um, wedding websites and e-card save the dates to help get everyone involved are always great. Um, sharing with guests details of the week, what to pack, what kind of excursions you're going on, what the different events are. That often all happens online, again, via uh, a shared wedding website. And we just see... Obviously, millennials and a lot of our brides do a lot of their planning online. Of course, everyone still loves the beautiful print magazines, but there's so much happening via you know, Pinterest and things like our blog, trend reports, sites like Wedding Wire and The Knot. There's so many online resources that um, our couples really love to access as part of their inspiration and their journey through their planning process. And then in destination, I mean... Just like we use when we're traveling and often when we're traveling with a lot of people on our team, we'll use things like Viber and WhatsApp to stay in touch um, just because it uses Wi-Fi and it doesn't use up your data, especially when you're would be roaming or um, just far from home. Um, so a lot of times couples will make sure that their whole wedding party is 
on one of those apps just so everyone can stay in touch and get group messages across. We also see um, definitely for um, photos from weddings, of course, you might have your professional photographer and have your formal wedding album coming out of it, but everyone's also taking pictures on their phone, Instagramming, yeah, you know, like using Snapchat, geo filters, all those things are happening. A lot of couples come up with their wedding hashtag from kind of combination of their name or some fun spin on their names and the destination they're in um, as as a custom hashtag. And that also helps anyone at home follow along with all that they're posting and that their friends are posting. Uh, another fun thing we see that I guess is sort of techie related is um, even 3D printing is coming into play now. So custom cake toppers and other little decor pieces on the tables can be um, custom made via 3D printing. So that's that's just another fun, unique one that most people wouldn't know about. Oh, I love 3D printing. Look, my husband works in the very techie architecture realm and they have all these 3D printers at work. And I, every time I go and visit, I'm like, oh my God, I want to put my hand in them. I want to print something for my face or whatever. There, the technology is crazy. And there are so many wonderful uh, artists that have got access to that technology that makes some crazy shit. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. We also, another thing we see that is a wonderful add-on, um, sometimes hotels help with this as part of wedding packages, but video streaming of the actual wedding. So family or friends at home can follow along. And it's, of course, wonderful to have a video after. And, um, you know, a lot of people have videographers and have that edited to a really a custom video package as, you know, many people do at home as well. But um, it's it's a great add-on to a wedding package to have video streaming. So new, I suppose, to so many people. And I think it's something that, as you said, if people can't make the trip, if there are circumstances that are out of their control or if they can't afford it or they haven't been invited, you can absolutely stream it and you can have a little party at home. Exactly. You're not invited, but here's the link here's to follow me down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a total asshole to have to go listen. Right, here's like, a link. We like you, but you're not coming on the holiday. But but we don't like you link. Right. Not enough to invite you, just you can watch them. So the like that bride chillers, that is not you. But I'm saying maybe your friend's heavily pregnant and can't get on a plane and you're like, I really want that friend to be there, but she's gonna pop and she can't get on the plane. Here's the link. That's not bad. I don't want an older relative or someone who yeah. is on Travel exactly. Nana's not, not going to make it, and that's not me. That sounded awful. Nana's not going to. He's make invited. It. She just can't make it, right? Right. Hopefully, Nana knows how to use her computer. Right. Somebody can turn Nana's computer on for her. Yeah. She's a silver surfer, as my grandfather used to call himself. Um, that's very funny. Uh, just think about the live streaming and who you're going to share the link with and you don't I think also live streaming's very modern and clever but also you don't you you know just think about where you're sharing the link that's all we're going to say uh this is very funny gosh I'm enjoying talking to you lovely people you're always very enjoyable I just wanted to wrap things up by just talking a little bit about some of the options especially when it comes to cost because I think a lot of people think as we said at the top of the show that when you're going overseas you're going to spend a mozza but that's not necessarily the case. And you have some stats that I would like you to share with uh, with me, just a little bit about the prices of weddings and maybe comparing going away and staying at home and planning a wedding. We actually have the the some average the at at home costs for a wedding would be about thirty two thousand. Cheap as creepers. Right. So the average cost for our for our customers has remained under ten thousand for the last 10, 12 years. That's pretty good, ladies. That's a good way to sell your business. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that surprises me. And, you know, I think one of those things is to make the decision. I always sort of go back. One of my early episodes of the show is about the guest list. And I think one real way to, and not to be rude, but to cull a guest list is to say, hey, if you want to come away with us, we're going to go and give people, you know, plenty of uh, options with time and stuff like that. But you'll find a lot of people that just want to turn up for the drinks and the good times aren't possibly willing to spend money on an airfare and some hotels. So it's a really good way to cull the list. It is. Anyone who would be at your destination wedding is someone who really wants to be there and support you and and be there for the the best day of your life, really. Yeah. And I I don't think it's wrong to say that. I think, you know, I'm really pro the idea of taking a, a group of people that you really want to hang out with and you really want to have a lovely sort of holiday with and chill out with and share that day and not have to worry about all the hangers on us. Goodbye, hangers on us. <laughs> exactly. I said that, obviously, not Rebecca and Megan. Everything I say is of mine. I want to be like one of those people that run on Twitter going, all opinions are leashes. We're going to make that our new tagline, right. destinationweddings.com. Goodbye, hangers on us. <laughs> We'll put it on the bite, our tagline. We love it. I could do a little, I said by Alicia from Project. <laughs> exactly. Do we owe you for the free copywriting? Yeah, no, no, look, you know, I'm always coming up with this sort of strange shit, so it's fine. We'll take it. There's definitely an audience for that, and exactly. some of them are, are our audience as well. <laughs> well, I just think it makes things easier. And it is it is one of those things that you, you do just gather people that assume they're going to be invited, and it's a really nice little thing when you go, actually, we're going to Alaska. So long. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually on my bucket list too. Um, a too. cruise, a cruise of with the scenery of Alaska in the background. That's one of the first ways I would take a cruise. I think. I think I want to go to yeah. Antarctica on a cruise. Oh, as well. <laughs> oh my gosh! Look, let's just go and I'm going to go and sit on. I'm going to go and have a vodka soda and sit on destinationweddings.com and just dream of my second wedding. That Rich is always going. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, we do plan vow renewals, so yes, please. Well, those are very popular as well. I am available, and my husband will be too. <laughs> You'll make sure he's there as well, exactly. <laughs> Under duress, he's always like Alicia. You talk about weddings, you run your business about weddings. Surely you don't want to have another wedding. I'm like, I'd get married, Heidi Klum and Seal style every year if I could. Every year on your anniversary, mm-hmm. that would be very, very special. See, well, let's. I feel like if I could get some sort of Kickstarter campaign going, maybe we could have it happening. <laughs> <laughs> Look, where for more information, do we have? Which uh, share? Share. Where do we get in touch? How do we communicate with you? Just come to destinationweddings.com. Our website is packed with all different inspiration from destinations, of course, to a thousand resorts to choose from, and, and different types of properties to get married in. Um, planning tools for whether it's wedding, honeymoon, vow renewal, anniversary trip, or anything else you're interested in. We have a blog where we keep up with lots of trends and real wedding inspiration, our couples, photos, and videos. If that's the type of thing that would help you research to see what other customers have done and what they've loved. Um, You can also talk to us directly there on a live chat or just reach out to our contact us email and we'll get right back to you. So there's lots of ways to be in touch. Um, you know, we have the trend report, which we've been talking about today, but other publications, we do digital magazines every quarter as well with, um, just even more inspiration. Um, and, and of course we have all different social media channels, our Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. 
Your Instagram page always makes me like it seems to pop up when I check Instagram in bleary-eyed morning time and then I see pictures of like these beautiful huts over water and crystal blue seas and I'm like I'm so wanting to go to these places right now. Yes. Yep, the overwater bungalows are on the list as well. <laughs> Those used to be much more in like Fiji and Tahiti. There's some that recently opened in Riviera Maya in Mexico. Oh. And, um, the One of the El Dorado resorts. Um, and that is just opened and there's kind of grand opening festivities going on there. And I think that there are a couple of other resorts in that area that are planning to open similar facilities in the very short term future. Well, that's nice to know because they're very, they always look pretty stunning and that's a pretty nice way to have a honeymoon or a wedding you incorporate both of your wedding and honeymoon to stay in something like that oh my good lord that'd be amazing <laughs> exactly we agree <laughs> let's all go we're packing our bags i'm ready to go the cab's outside thank you so much for uh being on the show again it's really nice to catch up and i'm so glad that we can share the destination wedding love because i think if you are thinking about planning a destination wedding if you just want to ditch out if you want to get rid of some guests and go somewhere really nice, <laughs> just do it. Just make it. Just do it. Just do it now. Thank you so much, Rebecca and Megan. We'll talk again soon. <laughs> Thank you. It was lovely speaking to you. That well. was great. And uh, my lovely people, happy days. <laughs>